Hey, all. We are excited today to dive into the comparison of a sun-scorched land versus a well-watered garden. We want to look and compare and contrast the two and how do we get to be a well-watered garden when we're living in a sun-scorched land. It's going to be a great discussion. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. I am Catherine and I'm here with my dear friends. Gina. And Kristen. Hello. And we are going to be looking at a topic today, which I actually have not really seen too many out there on this, but it really spoke to my heart. And Gina's smiling because she's like, <laughs> you're like, of course you pick a topic that's yes, not really out there. Yes. Yeah. Because, hey guys, it happens. It just yeah. may not be talked about, but it's it happens. And so this topic is spiritual drought. What does that look like? What is it? And I can tell you, it happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. I think it happens to us uh, all. And so it's based on Isaiah fifty-eight eleven that says, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Mm-hmm. Don't you love that verse? I do. It's like a go-to, right? Yeah. So there's so many things in that verse that you could just like little nuggets that you could extract. Obviously, the Lord guiding you always, that's a good thing. Um, Satisfying your needs in a sun-scorched land. That's the spiritual drought. Will strengthen your frame. And then he's contrasting the spiritual drought, sun-scorched land with a well-watered garden. And, of course, a spring whose waters never fail. So, so many promises and beautiful things in there. But it's interesting to note that this scripture, actually, Gina, according to Bible commentaries and Kristen, this was written at a time in Israel's history when the Jews were returning from exile to their desecrated land that had really had been through a lot of war and drought, famine, death. Like, it was a pretty, pretty dark time. And so Isaiah is writing to the Jewish people in hopes of just encouraging them. It's a pretty hopeless situation. So um, so a a sun-scorched land, that's kind of what where they were, you know, Mm -hmm. like just this spiritual drought. And and it kind of paints this picture of like I want you guys to to visualize this. It's really like a land or a desert, if you will, that's had no rainfall for an extended period of time. It's cracked earth. Um, nothing growing, like drought conditions combined with intense heat. So unlike a storm, Ooh, that is not yeah. a picture. Don't you just want to get appealing. like a vacation home <laughs> there? You know, yeah. 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 <laughs> get your time Take to share for that sun, sun, <laughs> sun scorched land. So really, it's something where you know we have to visualize this Mm. I think first physically like what what geographically like what that would look like but also for us in our faith Mm -hmm. and our spiritual side um 
So moving forward, of course, I always have to break it down. Yes, Let's yes. break it down. And I like to look up the basic definition of a drought, which seems so silly because everybody knows what a drought is. Uh-huh. But if you really look at the definition, it's a prolonged period of abnormally low rainfall leading to a shortage of water. So I know that we have that here in Southern California. I heard we're getting ready to go into another water shortage. Is that true? I have heard that as well. And that's exactly what I was thinking about when you said that. So I shouldn't have been out watering my pavement today. (laughs) (laughs) Use it while you can. I need to grow that sidewalk. That you always talk about. You probably were watering your pavement. (laughs) Got to make that sidewalk bigger. Wait, the water's supposed to go on the plants? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) darn. I wish I knew that. So, yeah. So I think a drought, well, I know a drought is a period of unusually persistent dry weather that persists long enough to cause serious problems such as crop damage and or water supply shortages. So it's funny, you guys, because I am not a gardener. Mm. I know you're shocked. <laughs> I am I am not. I want to be. I'm like super jealous of people that have these amazing gardens. I try, but I think my problem is the persistent piece in there or the consistency. So I allow the dry conditions to go on in my garden far longer than I should. Mm. I think that's just a special note. And then I try like at the you last forget minute. that you, like you think you've watered them, but I, you have I procrastinate. And it's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to do that They're tonight. Okay. I'm going to do that <laughs> tonight. Okay <laughs> I'm going to do that tomorrow in the morning or whatever. Yeah. I can't yeah. do it right now. It's too hot out. All the water yeah. will, you know. So, and then I forget or something comes up and then I go out there and I'm like, your flowers are sad and wilted. They're so sad. I mean, I even have a basil plant in my kitchen that's like wilting and I'm, and what I don't understand is. And it's in the windowsill next to the faucet. Yes. (laughs) It's like, it desperately wants the water. It's trying to to reach towards the. So So you can see, like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Because I'm, I'm watering so, it. This is a really funny oh, thing I'm about the plants not. in our house. We have a ton of plants yeah. in our house. Um, and Andy and I have separated who's watering what, like which plants. <laughs> because he thinks that I smother plants. I water them too much, which might be true. Uh-huh. And he never waters his plants at all. Oh, and so he has nothing but cacti. But the, his plants actually, like his plants are healthier than mine. Um, and so what we've decided is like, I've got this one, you know, you've got these over here and that way there's no like, Oh, I wonder if Andy watered uh-huh. it or did I water it? Oh, <laughs> so we're man. trying to like divide and conquer. You don't like feel the, the soil to see if it's wet. I That's feel like my little tried trick. everything. <laughs> like the feeling we had those little things that you could put in that would yeah. tell you if it needs to be watered or not. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's just not, it's. So, you guys, I am such a non-gardener that I asked my sister, who is a gardener, that if by watering dirt, like, would it help? Like, if you just water this patch of dirt, like, my grass has died so much in the backyard. I'm yeah. like, so if I just water dirt, will it help? And she's like, I don't know, maybe. So I I've been trying. the reason we're having a water shortage. First it was your concrete. <laughs> now you're watering dirt. <laughs> Shh, I might get in trouble with my neighbors, my community here. Get turf or zero The problem is I'm not watering what clearly needs to be watered. That's the problem. Right, right. And so, Like the basil plant that's sitting yes, right by the Yes, it's sitting right next to the sink. 
so I, but I try. It's not for lack of trying. I'm just not maybe doing it in the right way, the right order, whatever, right? Mm, so this really, yeah, I'm missing the plants. <laughs> so I'm trying though. I want to help. I want to be a good gardener. So, uh, so looking at drought, so Isaiah 58, 11, this isn't actually the only reference to intense dry conditions in the Bible, which, which I thought was interesting. So Psalm 63, 1, David says, you God are my God, earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. So that's not my backyard, but <laughs> yeah, it's definitely where yeah. he was. So I love that David is earnestly seeking God. He's longing for him in this dry and parched land where there is no water. So David, you know, is um, like has a heart after God's mm. own heart, right? Yeah. So yeah. this man is experiencing this. So that just spoke to me like it happens to all of us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, that spiritual drought that Mm -hmm. you're talking about, you know, those dry times that we just don't feel like we're flourishing Mm -hmm. and that things are kind of hard and and dry. I I think that we all absolutely go through those times, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and then we end up crying out to God to Mm -hmm. be our, you know, to nourish us and fill us and and feed us spiritually because we've allowed ourselves to get parched. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's an interesting thing that you bring up, Gina, because when you think of spiritual drought, what does that conjure up? Like what uh, characteristics would that? For me, I would think if I'm kind of in a spiritual low or a drought, it's, I'm not feeling a whole lot of peace or joy. Um, struggle more than anything would be what I would think. It's just a difficult time, and maybe I'm not seeing or feeling God so much. Uh, It just might be a quiet time of that, and so it could be that, or it could be on my end. I mean, it could be one or the other. Life is sometimes just difficult, and you Mm -hmm. go through these hard things, and it might be just kind of a season of drought. Um, and that has nothing to do with me, or it might be kind of a self-induced drought where I'm not going to the source of water. Mm. I'm not going to the source of being fed and, you know, getting those nutrients. So, but either one, same outcome. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling like you're Mm -hmm. kind of in a spiritual drought, you're just not as connected as you Mm want to be. How about you, Kristen? What do you, how do you think about it? I would say the same thing. Like there's this, like you don't feel as connected Mm -hmm. or as like emotionally invested. Um, Mm. Sometimes I experience that with relationships that I have in my life, like with my husband, like you Mm -hmm. kind of just like you're kind of in like in a blah. Yeah. Kind of like phase, you know. But when I'm in this spiritual drought with my relationship with God, that's how I feel. It's just, um, I I guess maybe it's I, I don't have as much confidence maybe or belief at times, um, I can become like, I'm just not as passionate, maybe not as vocal Mm. or inspiring. I I tend Mm. to maybe be a little bit like quieter, more reclusive, potentially. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like a blah feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of visualize it similar to that. 
Um, except I would add one thing to that where you almost develop an insensitivity to others. So you don't have the same heart that you once had. Mm -hmm. I, I find that when I am regular and good and disciplined and spend time with God on a regular basis, I am overflowing with love and patience and kindness and kind of those fruits of the spirit. And when I'm not, when I'm undergoing intense heat and if I'm not going to the well, right, to be refreshed, then it's almost like you just start getting shorter with others and you're Mm -hmm. just not really feeling it too Mm -hmm. much. Well, and I also think too, it's like when you're in this, um, this place that you're describing, right, that's, like, really hot and the earth is scorched and there's no water. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're in that moment, you're also, like, dehydrated, Mm -hmm. you're tired. And I, like, I think about that a lot when I am in a drought with God is I also just kind of feel tired, to your Mm -hmm. point, Mm -hmm. which is, like, yeah, I'm not as interested in spending more time in the Bible or really being empathetic. I'm kind of just, like, in general exhausted. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because it's different than we did an episode last season on the Valley of Tears, Mm -hmm. the Valley of Baca. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was about intense hardship, right? And going through this really difficult valley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is different in my mind. This is this is still a trial, but it's different. And it's different in that it's just um, it's something that is driving you away from God in the Valley of Baca. And in, in times where I've gone through that in my life, it drives me to God. It's mm-hmm. something where in that episode we were talking about digging and digging and digging deep, right, to find God. And, and you do that because you're so driven because of the pain that it drives you right into his arms. Yeah. This is different. This is almost like you're being driven away from God. And it, as a result, you're experiencing this drought. Mm-hmm. And you can see, I mean, for me, when I picture a dry, dusty desert where there's been no water and the the it's like just cracked and, right, and yeah. desertish. You know what I mean? Just no no plant life, nothing green, nothing living. It's easy to see when they were out in those conditions why you'd complain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of those. You can see, like, I am not happy here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, so I, I think the Israelites complained a, a lot on their journey. Yes, um, they did. You know, regardless of their circumstance, but I can I can see why that within that scorched land would be a really difficult time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, also one key thing to note is that that dry and dusty land, it didn't happen overnight. It was a process mm. of... Um, if there ever was a time where it had vegetation and growth mm-hmm. and things like that, it was a pattern of time of this drought. Remember going it's back to the prolonged. definition of a, yeah, it's yes. like a persistent condition. Yes. So over time, the vegetation died off. And then beyond that, then the earth started to dry out and mm-hmm. crack. And it was like to a point where, you know, this just didn't happen overnight. So I think that's really important because it doesn't take a long time, but it does take some time Mm -hmm. to occur. And so it almost would be like if it happened overnight, we might be more aware of it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it does. Yeah, It's something where when we are not 
in scripture, we're not spending time with God. It's like this slow change, Mm -hmm. you know, that starts to occur that we're not even really noticing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so subtle. Mm -hmm. Until all of a sudden. You're like, yeah, where did this cracked earth come from? Yeah. 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 So, um, so really, like, if you start asking yourself, okay, what are the consequences then in our lives when we are spiritually dry? Like, what then begins to happen? And a couple of questions came to my mind, and I'd love your thoughts on this. But the first question is, are we able to help others? Probably not. Probably not so much. When you're tired and dehydrated, don't yeah. have a whole lot of energy right. to, no. to pass on to someone else. Yeah. Right? And so if that happens, we're probably not even really able to help ourselves too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a result, we may not be living out God's will. I'm sure we're not if we're in those type of conditions mm-hmm. and we're not going to him. So we're not living God's will for our lives when we're experiencing a spiritual drought. But it's just interesting to think about this because I've heard a lot of people talk about storms. Um, I've even heard it referred to as the furnace, right? Um, Difficulties, trials in those terms. And then recently the Valley of Baca. But I've never really thought about it in terms of a sun-scorched land. I know for me personally, I have found, you know, at certain times in my life, when I was at a place of just not understanding or perhaps frustrated, right, with outcomes, I would back away from God instead of Mm -hmm. trusting. And again, kind of going to what you were saying, Kristen, um, in a a previous episode, I believe when you were talking about wanting to understand God, it was something where when you don't understand him, you may not trust him. And really like the two should not have any, they shouldn't have anything to do with one another, but it's a natural human tendency. I think when you don't understand, then you don't trust. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would back away from God and I'm going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not plugged in, I really find that I'm tuned out. And so what happens for me is I'm then less sensitive to others. My desire to help others then begins to wane And I become more self-focused, which is never good. And the natural result is to wanting to disengage further. So it's almost like this cycle, right? Like you're just going Mm -hmm. cycle, 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 more cracked earth, right? Cycle, cycle. So it's like, what do you need to do to change that and and reverse that? Yeah. It's, I think about everyday things where we might be experiencing something similar. And I think about working out a lot, right? Because I I work out a lot and there'll be times where I'm not as disciplined or I don't work out as much. And, and, you know, maybe I I go for a week and I'm not really working out and then that makes me not want to work out. Like, so it's just like this like downward spiral Mm -hmm. of like you can see how you just get used to it. And so then to your point, it's more um, gradual over time that you kind of just start feeling blah. And then all of a sudden, one day I'm like, why do I, why, I just like feel so gross. I don't have any energy. Yeah. And then it's like, you got to like re get back in that habit that then also becomes really contagious when you're working out and eating healthy and you feel great. You're like, gosh, why, why wasn't I doing this? Why did right. I stop doing that? This feels so much better. Mm-hmm. But that's how I feel sometimes when you, the difference between the way that I view the scorched earth or going through a drought is typically when 
we're talking about some sort of trial, it's it's more of these extreme peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Of like, I'm going through this really hard time and here's what here's the situation and it's just terrible, right? This isn't really like that. This is more of just like this kind of general sense of being disengaged. And it's mm-hmm. not necessarily attributed to like one big trial. It's right. more mm-hmm. of like a gradual like way of life. Mm-hmm. that is really worrisome. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, going back to the working out example, it's not until you like go into the doctor, right? And you get that really bad checkup and you're like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And You know, it's also something where unlike um, a storm, right, that's just pounding on you, kind of like looking at that visual, when you think of a sun-scorched earth, I... I think life can be intense heat. I mean, you could argue that just your day-to-day life can be intense heat. And so what are you doing to relieve those conditions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's really the question. So if you are not taking those precautions, right, like going back to my fun garden story, if you're not watering your plants on a regular basis, they will die. And so I don't think that our spirituality is too far from that. Mm -hmm. And so if we do go to God and we do spend time in his presence, then he tells us that he will strengthen our frame and make us like a well-watered garden. And so when you start thinking about that in contrast, you think about a well-watered garden, that is as a result of consistency, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of work to a well. I mean, a garden just doesn't happen. You've got to uproot the weeds. You've got to water, probably fertilize, you know, do whatever is needed, right? Mm-hmm. But water is certainly a key component. And uh, I don't think it's possible, though, to overwater. I don't know. When it comes to spirituality, like spending too much time. Yeah, I, d- I don't yeah. think it's the same as the garden, yeah. the actual garden, because yeah. I know you can overwater that. The analogy stops somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that might line. be it. Yes. But I don't think, I think that because the Lord refers to himself as he is the living water, right? right? And so spiritually, the more time we're spending in his word, the more time that we're communicating in with him, the more times that we're, if we're going to church or listening to a podcast or surrounding ourselves mm-hmm. with like-minded people who encourage us, that's all watering us, you know, yeah. that's all feeding us and nurturing us and nourishing us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I don't think you can overdue yeah when it comes to spiritual well-being do you guys i just thought about this but it's so interesting to think about ourselves in terms of like how long we can go without food 40 days or whatever it is but you can only go three days without without water um so and i even like to think of god is like i need him like oxygen and you can Mm. only go i think what four minutes without air or something like that so if you really elevate him to that level of importance, would you really go more than three days without water? Right. Yeah. It's just good water for thought. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gina, you mentioned it. It's so true that Jesus says he is the living water. Mm -hmm. Kind of an interesting fact when we were preparing for this episode that living water is referred to 19 times in the NIV translation. Yeah. Yeah. Which, to your point, like where you get that living water can come from a lot of different sources, but it's rooted in him, right? right. Like he is that living water. 
that's going to provide that nourishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we can try Speaking to drink of water other things. since we're recording this. <laughs> you have your I gallon got this big with old you. Bad boy, yeah, Coswag, who's yeah. not a sponsor, but, oh, but if you want to go ahead and Google Coswag, this will get you literal. Yes, Kristen's only at keep chugging. Keep chugging, one p.m. I've got to get to feeling awesome by three p.m. I'm behind. Oh my goodness, get going. Yeah, no spiritual drought for Kristen. No. Yes. So. So anyway, so I think another interesting piece to note in this episode is that it says the Lord guides us, but it's really up to us to follow, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just so interesting, just what a dance it is that God will lead us, but we have to follow. And so it's not just going to be done for us. And so kind of like the spiritual drought, I mean, if God, if that's the direction we want to go and we want to go away from God or we get busy or whatever the case may be, like he'll allow it. Yeah. And, but it makes you wonder what is that turnaround point? Yeah. Like how cracked do your spirit, like, do you (laughs) have have to to get? get. How dusty do you have to get? Until you're going to turn around and you're going to follow him. Well, you know, even the saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't mm-hmm. make him drink. Mm-hmm. Same thing, right? Yes. The Lord can lead us, but we've got to be do, take it doing our part of That's it. That's right. Yeah. Right? Well, it's interesting to think about the number of times in the Bible when you look at different stories. And, of course, one of the most famous stories, that we, Bible stories that we know, is the crossing of the Red Sea and, and the parting of the Red Sea. And so to make that happen... Moses had to lift his staff mm-hmm. over the part. Now, God could have just done it. We know this. Sure. But Moses played a part in it. And it's almost like he was the catalyst. He lifted his staff, and then God used his miraculous power to make that happen. But I love that God allows us to play a part in that. And our part, to in order to prevent that sun-scorched land, is to be in his presence and to spend time. It's obedience, yeah. right? Because he told him to lift the rod, mm-hmm. and he did it. Yeah. And had yeah. he not, would the uh, sea have parted? I mean, he, God gives us uh, a command, mm-hmm. or he asks something of us, and then our response. Yeah. You know, and then if they hadn't, if he hadn't done that, it could have been a very different story if he didn't choose to be yeah. obedient to what he was asked to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? But in so many cases, it's up to us to play a part and to Mm -hmm. do something. And in this case, I see it as spending time in pursuing God. It's like David, you know, in that psalm that we had referenced, you know, that he is earnestly seeking him, right? So he's thirsting for him. His whole being longs for him. He's in this dry and parched land where there is no water. Therefore, he is earnestly seeking him. Mm-hmm. So what is our part in this? How bad do we need to get? How, where is that place, you know, yeah. where we do the U-turn, right? And we're going back. And And I ask that because I think it's a very relevant question. And sometimes we may tell ourselves, it's kind of like when you go to college, right? You miss a class and you keep missing a class. And like you were talking about exercise and you let it go on for so long it's like at some point, it's like, does God really want me back? I've been away from him for so long. I haven't really been in scripture. Do I Do I really, is he really going to listen to me? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. There's so many lies we can t- in tell in those ourselves. really tough times, like when we get out there, it 
we're so weakened yeah. in, our, in, in our strength, right? So we're tired, we're exhausted, we've had no hydration. It's really easy then for the evil one to play games with our mind. Mm-hmm. Like when you were saying, does he really want me back? Is yeah. it really? Those things are easy, easier for us to buy into the lie. Yeah. Yeah. Stay in the desert rather than taking a drink that's right there. Yeah. I know. And it's something where I think we want to believe that other Christians, other women, they're just better, right? They're just better Christians in quotes. They're they're getting up early. They're Mm -hmm. spending time with God. They're refreshing themselves. They're going to Bible study. They're they're doing all of these things, right? I'm not doing any of that. Let's say you're in that place. So I don't belong. I don't deserve God. I don't, you know, so, Mm -hmm. but in actuality, like Jesus came to save the lost not the saved. Right. So if we're that sheep that's wandered off, he, he wants to find us. Mm -hmm. He wants us to come back to him. And so I think even if it's just as simple as opening your Bible and reading a Psalm, you know, you can start with, you know, Psalm 63, where David is talking about being in that dry and parched land. So, you know, another recommendation would be like the second half of Isaiah, just open it up, go to 5811, where we're referring to this verse, like just start reading a few things, just have a sprinkling. Just take a step. Yeah. Well, the same way, like we talked about Mm -hmm. the drought is gradual, Mm -hmm. getting out of the drought is going to be gradual, gradual as well mm-hmm. right so it's just you've got to just got to get a little bit of water right yeah. you get a little bit of water you're going to crave some more water yeah right you get a little bit more you crave more water yeah and like that's how you're going to get yourself out of that and um I know this was a small example that you just brought up mm-hmm. but like there's not a Christian out there who's like got it all figured out mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. you could follow anybody around for a day and poke holes and whatever you want to right. so like it doesn't the perception that like other people have it figured out or they're they have time or they're doing this and I'm not doing that like everyone's just trying to get a little bit of water where they can get it you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. give yourself a little bit of grace too mm-hmm. um, and don't use that as an excuse yes. because Comparing yourself to other people is not a reason to not go get a little bit of water. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, in this world of social media, right, where Mm -hmm. we're always looking at uh, what other people are got going on in their lives Mm -hmm. and comparing. Yeah, that's not something that we want to do that is healthy for us. But I think when we are experiencing this spiritual drought, a couple of things that we can do. Uh, when we're in this place is first we can cry out to God. Yes. So we can stop heading in that direction. We can just stop. And the first thing that we do is we just cry out to God. We recognize in so doing that he's the source like of the living David water. David was. Yeah. I earnestly, earnestly seeking. Seeking yeah. him. Yeah. So we first stop and we cry out to God. We recognize he's the one with the living water that can now refresh. Yeah our souls. Second is we praise him. Mm. And how we do that is we can recall the blessings. So each one of us have, even you could be in the darkest, driest land, but we still have a few blessings, right? Recall what those are. Recall what he gave you. God has given them. We can reflect on them. And in so doing, we can worship him. And last is we can cling tenaciously 
to the Lord in the midst of this drought. Hang on to those promises. There are many of them. Find the one that speaks to you. Hang on to that. And there's some right there in this verse in 5811, Isaiah 5811, that says that he will strengthen your frame, make you like a well-watered garden. So the visual is, I almost want to do a visual where it has the left side is the sun-scorched land image. And on the right side, right next to it, is yeah. that well-watered garden. Yeah, now, lush. Christian, you said, like, it's going to take a little bit of time. And it will. You've got to mm-hmm. still moisten that land, right? Like, you've still got to kind of break Till it up it a little up. bit. You know, yeah. it's going to be pretty pretty dry. But in time, that can go from one really desolate place to a place that has, you know, plants and vegetation mm-hmm. and flowers and all kinds of growth. It's like... it. It's literally our rebounding faith logo. Yes. But not storm, right? Scorched earth. So Mm -hmm. storm to sunshine Mm -hmm. is scorched earth to vegetation. Yes. Right? right? And even looking at it, I mean, it's very intentional that our logo is split into three, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like you kind of look at it like the left, to your point, the left side is you're in the storm and you can come out of the storm. So again, that also doesn't happen overnight no but it's, it's a it's transition the same, mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of the same mindset right yeah. of knowing that it's going to take time but that taking that step mm-hmm. is going to get you closer and just like there's grace with yourself you know we are all busy women we're all have things to do and obligations and commitments that we have to fulfill so it's really about just having grace with yourself and setting these small steps, like these smile, these small milestones, right? Crying out to God, praising Him, clinging to His promises. Those are three easy things that we can do in a small amount of time that are going to allow us that yeah. turn. Yeah. And then I think once we're in a spot where we feel better, mm-hmm. right? We have the water. You can look at something like John seven thirty seven, mm-hmm. where it says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. That's yeah. when you can then start also yes. impacting other people and providing that type of water for other mm-hmm. people because it's overflowing from within you. Mm-hmm. Right. You when know? they say you can't so pour powerful. from an empty cup, there's times mm-hmm. that our cup is empty. empty. You gotta and it. once it gets filled back up, then we can pour yeah. into others. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's critical to, I don't want to say be okay with that state, but to recognize that you are not alone in that state of being, that we've all been there, mm-hmm. um, that, I mean, it will happen again, probably, to us. If you've been there once, you're going to probably be there again in your lifetime. But really, where it really matters is the turnaround. Mm-hmm. You don't and, have to stay there. Yeah. And it's it's like my sister and I always talk about hitting rock bottom or getting on an elevator, right, and going to the bottom floor. You don't have to go all the way to the bottom floor. You can get off on any floor, you know. Right. So it's where you're going to make that turnaround. Where are you going to uh, stop? this from happening because God doesn't want us or desire us to live in that place. No, Mm -hmm. anything but that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe it is that we learn the signs of dehydration and the signs of it starting to be a drought and we start, we don't go as deep into that drought the next time. Yeah, that's right. 
You don't have to, to completely kill the plants. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe have it next to the sink, and it doesn't die. That yeah. would be my hope. Yeah, I have goals. I have yeah. goals here, ladies. Well, I would say so. so the rebounding recap. I yeah. think a, a good, you know, question or takeaway mm-hmm. from this would be to think about what steps you will take this week to really plunge into the living water. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And um, no matter where you are on that continuum, like what's the one step that you can take that's mm-hmm. going to get you closer to that? I think that's a really good takeaway. I do yeah. Too. Is it crying out to God? Is it praising him? Or is it clinging to his promises or all three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really good topic, yeah. you guys. I'm glad we we dove into this. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think in conclusion, um, hopefully you walk away feeling encouraged to take that next that next step. Life is tough and we all go through spiritual droughts. God knows this. And by his grace and his word, we will have a pathway to the other side of the unscorched earth mm-hmm. to a well-watered garden. Um, so Amen. appreciate the time, you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank Hope you. you have a great rebounding week, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Have a good week. Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week, and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.